Becoming a full-time writer can be overwhelming. Join Jay Thorne and Zach Bohannon as they help you improve your craft and find your audience so you too can become a career author. This is the Career Author Podcast. All right, welcome to Landmark episode 147 of the Career Author Podcast brought to you by our good friends over at Kobo Writing Life. Kobo Writing Life empowers you, the author, to take your self-publishing career into your own hands with simple tools to publish your books in any country you please. You set your price, you keep all their rights, and you can take advantage of their monthly promotional opportunities. You can do all of this without any exclusivity agreements. We encourage you to go and get started today over at KoboWritingLife.com. And of course, I'm Zach Bohannon, and with me every single week is Jay Thorne. What's up, dude? Dude, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. I uh, I can't complain. How are you? Sound like you have something to say? No, no. I'm just kind of surprised. Like, 2020 has been such a slow news year. There's just nothing happening. Nothing. <laughs> nothing at all. Oh, I swear, man. Like every day, I'm like, okay, what what part of this uh, what part of the planet's gonna gonna fall apart now? <laughs> There's plot twists every just, single, it seems like. It's you know? nuts. It's just crazy. Like, I, I can't, like, sometimes I'm like, this can't be real. Like, this has to be like a, a Truman show or like, you know, Groundhog Day. Like, there's got to be, there's got to be some master filmmaker that's got us all in their own little world. We should do a Patreon episode at the, at, at, at in January and we should break down 2020 with three story method. <laughs> And, oh and, and I mean, like find the three C's, all that, all that stuff. It could be really interesting. It's just nuts. And like, I, you know, we're not, we're certainly not going to get into, you know, news topics uh, on this show, but like it, the, the reason I'm mentioning it is like it, it's, it's challenging every day to keep focused on your own shit. Like it's, it, it really is tough. Like, and I'm not, I'm not saying that as like a, a hypersensitive writerly artist type. Like, I mean, genuinely hard to like, you know, pay the bills and, and, and do the housework and focus on your projects, focus on your work. Like it's a fucking challenge, man. Yeah. It's, it's crazy, man. It's fun. And like, I know you're like this too, but like, I mean, I, and I might be more so than you, I don't know, but like I actively avoid the news, like very actively, but even so still get it from some like either from friends texting me or from cat or something like that. Like I still get the, like what's going on, but I'm usually like one of the last people to find out stuff that happens, but still it's like, yeah, it's tough. It's tough to focus on your own stuff when all this other crap is going on. Around, <laughs> yeah. You know? And uh, it just seems like every day there's something else different. And, you and know. maybe the, maybe mass media has just gotten so good at, the breaking news crisis that it they they create that every day. Maybe maybe we'll look back and say certain things weren't that bad, but like in the moment, it just they make it feel like the sky's falling every single well, day. No, it's t- yeah. I mean, even with stuff that's happened recently that we're kind of alluding to, I, some of that stuff I was reading, I was just like, "You're blowing this way out of proportion." You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, especially when you don't really know anything, you know, and like. I want to be specific, but I don't want to go into details on here, but like, it's just, it's just crazy. <laughs> you know, like I just, especially some of the headlines I was reading on some of the news websites, I was just like making this a way bigger deal than it, <laughs> we even think it is right now. So yeah. like, it just, yeah, it just, they're just, it's just clicks, man. 
Yep. You know, not to go back to this, but like, you know, they talked about on the social dilemma, you know, how all these media companies and stuff, or they're doing the same thing social media is. They're just trying to get your attention. That's all they care about. Yeah. They don't care about really delivering the news. No. It's you all know, about they, driving if, ad revenue. That's all it if is. If they did, we'd probably have a lot less division and problems in this country, you know, because like they just are trying to, they're trying to drive emotion and trying to get people's attention. So, and they do that whether they're telling the freaking truth or not. Yep. <laughs> you know, yep. so, but anyways, well, with that out of the way, today's topic <laughs> is the golden age of independent publishing, which I thought, which uh, is, on the surface, kind of a controversial title. Because what the hell does that mean? I thought we already passed that. <laughs> you know? But uh, I, I think it, I think it'll make for a kind of an interesting discussion today, though. I think so. And I, I wanted to... Uh, this was my topic, in case um, people don't know. But I I wanted to kind of pull back a little bit. I wanted to zoom out a little bit and, and look bigger picture, uh, not just at 2020 or not just at, like the past two years, but I, I want to, I want to zoom out and look at sort of where we are in, from a historical context, because I think if you do that, um, I think there's a lot more positive than negative that's happening right now. Yeah. I mean, you know, people, you, it's funny using words like historical and pull back. We're still only talking about, about 10 years. Right. Yeah. It's not that much freaking time, yeah. you know? <laughs> so, I mean, it's, uh, so it should it should make for interesting discussion. But uh, before we do all that, we have actually a pretty big announcement to make. We do. I would say this is pretty major, actually. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. Do you want to kind of dive in and start talking about this, and we can kind of go back and forth? Yeah. On my run this morning, I was I was thinking about this and like how how you we knew would... I was going to pass it to you. Well, no, no. <laughs> I mean, I mean, both of us. I was thinking how we yeah. were going to like ap- approach this, and and I, I said to you uh, before we before we hit record, I said, I, I just kind of want to talk through it naturally, like full transparency. That's you and I, that's what we're about. That's what we've done from day one. That's what this whole podcast and everything has been about. Uh, so I, 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 I mean, maybe we start with uh, the idea from, from JD, because that's kind okay. of, kind of where things started, right? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Um, well, originally I think it's probably six months, maybe even um, nine months ago, JD said, hey, have you ever thought about sort of consolidating your writing podcast? And I said, um, yeah, I have thought of it, but like they each served sort of a, a different function and they didn't quite all fit together like in a neat little box. And and he's like, oh, okay, okay, yeah, I, I get it. He's like, I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to be pushy or anything. He just thought, he's like, I thought, you know, that, that might be something you, that you could consider down the road. And I was like, yeah, okay. And then... Um, more recently, uh, you know, I, Rachel and I pulled the plug on the writers well because we're both sort of building different things, but we're, we're building things that are not just for writers. And so we're trying to create a little bit of space to do that. And, and that's why we, we ended the writers well. And you and I were sort of having the same conversation behind the scenes about the career author. Like, what's next? Like, where are we going with this? Uh, I mean, we're, we're coming up on 150 episodes We've talked about a lot of shit. Um, we have a lot of events, a lot of things, and uh, and and we were like, okay, well, we ha- we have to think about like what's the ne- what's the evolution of of the podcast? What's going to come next? And um, JD reached out again, and he said, um, you know, he's like, honestly, it's like I've been listening to the career author from from the very beginning. He's like, 
what do you guys have left to talk about? <laughs> he's like, you know, he's like, how many times can you talk about like cover or, or blurb or Amazon page? And I'm like, yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah. And, and he's like, how would you guys feel about maybe merging podcasts? And I said, well, let me, let me take the idea to Zach and, and we'll, we'll see, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it. So I came to you with the idea and, uh, and we'll get into the specifics of, of what, what JD was proposing, but um, you thought about it for not long and said, yes, yeah, kind of a no brainer. Um, yeah. So, I mean, uh, the, 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 big, the big announcement is that um, at the end of the month, we are merging the career author with the Writers Inc. So at the end of October, 2020, um, we're not going to be doing regular career author podcast episodes anymore. And you are going to be coming over to the Writers Inc. and joining uh, JD and I. Um, yep. So that's, that's the, the big picture, the, the big sort of announcement thing. So I want to give you a chance to, to say something before we kind of get into the, into the weeds on it. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, in, in full transparency, you know, this was a, a much, I, I would say, probably a much harder decision for me than it was for you. Um, you know, uh, but at the end of the day, the one thing that, and, and I had, because of you and I, what we talked about and because, you know, we had the what's next conversation like much sooner. I mean, this was a couple months ago, really. Um, you know, I had time to really think about what was next and, you know, kind of what, what was going to happen with this podcast. And, you know, we really have, we've built up the career author brand and really built this podcast up and have a really loyal audience and stuff. And that's a hard thing to let go. But the thing that really resonated with me, there was a couple of things was it was one, like I was legit worried about what JD said, like how many more things do we have that we can talk about, you know, with just the two of us and without completely changing our format and becoming like an interview show and bringing more guests on and doing all this stuff, like what can we actually do to really change things up? And that was like a really big concern. Plus, um, you know, you know, JD had brought forth the whole idea of, you know, the fact that really the three of us are in totally different places in the publishing world. And that brings a totally dynamic, totally different dynamic to the, um, the, the possibilities, you know, JD is, uh, very much hybrid, but he's very entrenched in the traditional publishing world. Uh, he's very entrenched in, you know, a lot of the stuff that comes around that, like movie rights, all that kind of stuff. Um, you're in this, in, in this place right now where you're transitioning and you're, you know, seeking out an agent and stuff like that. And, um, and, and not, and, and moving more away from the rapid release indie publishing world. Uh, which is the world that I'm still like fully entrenched in. And though, though I see myself transitioning to like, I, you know, I, I don't know if I've said on here, but I'm probably about a year away from being kind of where you are, where I want to really pursue an agent. Like I'm just trying to kind of create some space right now where I can work on this book idea I have. And which honestly, after like hanging out with JD for a while, maybe that's not the idea I go with. I don't even know, you know, but um, you know, and, and we've, we've had a few zoom calls behind the scenes with just three of us. We had the one episode on here where we had JD and the chemistry and dynamic with the three of us is, is really, really good. And uh, I, I think we'll make for really, really good discussions and, uh, and, and just will like kind of, I think re re-energize us on talking about a lot of this stuff by having this third person in who, 
has a totally different viewpoint. Like a lot, he has a lot of the same opinions, but he also has some very different opinions because of what his experiences in the publishing industry have been. Um, so personally, I'm really excited. I mean, it was, again, like to me, the hardest thing was like letting go of the career author podcast. But once I put that ego and pride part aside, I was like, okay, this is actually a really big thing um, because career author, like, you know, Jay said, we're merging, you know, and, and yeah, I'm, I'm going to their show. So that, you know, this podcast, uh, the career author will, will at least, you know, never say never, obviously you never know the career author could come back later as a podcast. I don't know, but it, it will not be a podcast moving forward uh, af after this. So that was a hard thing to let go. But I, but I know in my deep down in my heart of hearts and after talking to you and talking to Catherine and me, you and JD talking, I know that it's going to be the right decision. I'm super excited. Yeah, I really am too, because I, uh, I, I knew that, you know, I was going to continue with, with Writers Inc. Because no matter what I do, I'm always going to be a writer. I'm still working on a project, but there's a difference between being a writer and having one writing podcast and being a writer and having four. Like yeah. if anyone out, I mean, if there are any listeners who are podcasters, you know, the work that's involved with a podcast and multiply that by four. Like that's the position I found myself in. And I was like this, this space for my new endeavor, my more sort of entrepreneurial um, approach, it, like it's got to come from somewhere. I've only got 24 hours in the day. I've only got so many minutes, but like you, I was, um, I'm really proud of what we built and we've been doing this a long time and we have loyal listeners and, and, and we sell out events and, and it's a brand. And I don't take that lightly either. In fact, even before JD came with the suggestion, you and I were like, we, we didn't have a solution. Like it was hard. We're like, well, you know, do you continue with a new guest or do I come periodically? And uh, you know, like we, we were talking behind the scenes about like, things that we could do. So it, it was, it was, it was a, not an easy decision, but I agree. I'm, I'm really excited about this. Um, I, I think it's going to, for, for the, for you, the listener, I think it's going to create, um, a very, a, a unique podcast within an, a, a super niche already. <laughs> like, yeah. and, and this is the other thing, like we talk behind the scenes, like there are interview podcasts, right? There's a lot of them. There are writing podcasts. There's a lot of them. But I think what the three of us can bring together is going to be unique. I think that's that doesn't exist. And and the value that a listener is going to get from the three of us on one podcast, and we're going to talk about what that's going to look like in a minute. Uh, I think that's, you know, it, it, at a time when, when the podcasting space is starting to saturate, I feel like this is going to be super high value. And, uh, and yes, it, it, it will mean, you know, half as many episodes that I produce, but I think the ones that are, uh, are being produced will be significantly better and of higher value. Yeah. And like, you know, just in full transparency, you know, one of the, like to the idea, like you mentioned, there were ideas on the table to keep this podcast going. And, and I considered all of them. I mean, I, I was, um, I was really thinking about keeping the show going and finding a different co-host. And, uh, you know, I even had people in mind and stuff. I was, start, I was starting to think about, but the more I thought about that, I was just like, I don't want to continue doing this without you. <laughs> like we, Bohan and Thorne is a, is, I mean, we're our own brand, you know, like, I mean, we, especially in this space and we have our fiction books together, obviously too, but like, I just couldn't imagine going on and doing this show without you and on it. And 
I thought about that from a listener experience too. I don't think the listeners want that. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they're going to yell now and they're, you know, a few people are going to say, that's exactly what I wanted. I've been waiting for you to get Jay Thorne out <laughs> yeah, of here. Get him the hell off there already. <laughs> but, but, uh, but I just couldn't imagine doing that. So when this opportunity came up, um, it was great. And, you know, I, and also in full transparency, um, you know, we are not like we're yes, we are not going to do the career author podcast anymore. Um, and we'll go into what writers Inc is going to look like, but like, we still love doing our events and stuff. And that's still things we're still going to do all that. Um, and, and we'll be rolling out more stuff about that later on, but none, none of that stuff's going to change. We're just, again, um, just trying to get some of Jay's podcast time down and make our, uh, I, I honestly feel like this is just going to be better. Like, it's going to be, be so much better. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Yeah. So let, let's talk first about what, what is going to change and what isn't here. And then we'll talk about what's going to happen on Writers Inc. So th- th- what generally what's going to happen is at the end of October, uh, coincidentally, on our landmark 150th episode, yeah. we'll, we'll, how you like that, Chad? 150 uh, will literally will actually be a landmark. Episode. It will be. It will be a landmark in many ways. Uh, th- that's going to be the, the last um, regular podcast episode. We are leaving the website. We are leaving the feed. Uh, the Patreon leaving it up. We're not just abandoning. Yeah, right. It. We're leaving it up. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah. We're not. Yeah. We're not. We're leaving it up. We're not taking it down. Um, the, the Patreon will continue. So if you are, um, if you are a, a patron of the podcast, the branding on the Patreon page will change to Writers Inc. But nothing else is going to change. You, you, you'll still have access to this in the Slack group. You'll still get the monthly Q and A recording. Um, all the archive stuff. All the archive the stuff like that. So, so that's not going to change. Uh, for 2021, none of the events are changing. Um, we're full steam ahead. Uh, same branding. So we are we are still going to have the Career Author Summit uh, as planned. We are still uh, running Witches of Salem and Vampires of New Orleans in 2021. Now, 2022 is a long way off and that's TBD. But for, for 2021, those three events are going as planned. I will put a little asterisk next to the Career Author Summit and say um, that there's not going to be another one. (laughs) So if, um, and, and we're going to be, I I can't say anything now, but we're even going to be adding some stuff, um, that hasn't been announced yet to the career author summit. Cause it's going to be a blowout. It's going to be the last, the first, technically the first and last one. So if you are at all on the fence, don't hesitate. Um, you know, you and I are, are really fanatical about, the world building weekends. And, and that's what we want to continue into, into 2022 and beyond if, if possible. The bigger events, that's more of a challenge for us. And we, we don't feel like, you know, um, it, it's just more of a challenge for us. So uh, I think we've, we've already come to the conclusion there, there's not going to be a summit event in 2022. Uh, so don't hold back. Don't think you'll, you'll go the year after because there won't be. Um, but that all that stuff is is going to remain, and the events for next year will stay as the career author events, and the brand will stay, and and the book series, the nine things, like all of that, none of that is going away. The only thing it's that, still going to be a brand right. that we're still going to do some stuff with. We just it's not going to have a pod a weekly podcast. It's right, it won't have a weekly podcast feed exactly. But let's be honest, 150 episodes that's a lot. That's a it lot of content lot. for yeah. people who are coming in new or people who have just come in like to go back. Cause I pretty much everything we talked about is still relevant, even if you've just come on lately. So, and, and, I'll, um, and I'll tell you why it's a lot 
because it's you and I and it's topic based. And this is this is a lesson to all you burgeoning podcasters out there. If you want longevity, do an interview format podcast <laughs> because you can do those forever. You'll never get tired of them. You always have new people on. Everything's changing. If you do a podcast by yourself or with a co-host, you will eventually hit a moment where you go, and I've said all I can say about that. <laughs> you know, I mean, like that, there's just going to be a point where you're like, okay, what else do we talk about? Uh, and, and I think we, we weren't, we're not there yet, but we were approaching that, that point. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It was just, uh, yeah, we don't have to go more into that. Yeah. But yeah. Is there anything else about the career author side that, uh, that I missed or I'm forgetting? No, I mean, I think, you know, everything, I, you know, uh, just to kind of be a little more, um, uh, it, with with the patrons, as we said, I mean, nothing will change. And it, you're also, it's, you won't have to resubscribe or anything. Like the brand on that page is going to change. So you don't, literally don't have to do anything. So um, yeah, that's, yeah, I think you nailed everything else. So. Okay. All right. Uh, so on the Writers Inc. side, and if you are a Writers Inc. listener, you'll hear JD and I mention this uh, on, on the next episode, but this one's coming first chronologically. Uh, but and what JD proposed is kind of what we're rolling with. He he, um, well, him and I both. I mean, we love the interviews, and and uh, if you've been paying attention to the New York Times bestseller list, you'll know that JD is getting into some some pretty crazy circles. I mean even more so, uh, meaning he's, he's going to be able to tap some, uh, some incredible guests moving forward. And the interview, the interview format is the bread and butter of Writers Inc. So that we're not getting rid of that, but what we are going to do is we are going to bring you on, uh, for the final episode every month and do a topic based show. And that's where the three of us will, will kind of chime in. So that will be very similar to what you and I do, except we'll do it once a month with JD. Uh, and like you said earlier, uh, you know, he's bringing a very unique perspective being hybrid, but, but being one of the, one of the world's best, uh, traditional, uh, authors. I mean, you know, that's, that's happening right now. Um, and, and so I think that's, you know, that's, that's what we're going to do with, with Writers Inc. Uh, other than that, you know, Writers Inc. won't really change all that much. It'll just be, you know, you coming in, uh, for an episode, uh, once a month and all the interviews and stuff will kind of continue as, as they've been. Yeah. And even, you know, I mean, what I, I feel like even things we've talked about before, like, you know, our opinions might've changed some, and, but just having him alone could take those conversations in a different direction. Yeah. So I think, uh, I think it'll be, it'll be really interesting. Like you said, I mean, um, you know, that show I think is going to continue to grow. I mean, uh, you kind of beat around and I'm just going to say it because, but you know, congrats to JD. <laughs> uh, you know, he just hit number two on the New York times bestseller list, uh, like overall list, not just specific genre. <laughs> so, um, which is really, really cool. So big congrats to him. So, um, you know, and, and I'm excited. I mean, I'm, I'm just excited to, jo to join that brand and do my part to help you guys continue to grow that audience. So, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, he's got, He's, he's co-writing multiple books with James Patterson. Like that, that is just a perspective you're not going to get on any other podcasts about writing. Like you just, you're just not. And, and, uh, it's extremely valuable to, to listeners. And it's funny on our, uh, on our 
call that we had talking about this, he was like, yeah, you know, sometimes I listen to you guys and I'm screaming at you because he's like, I want to be part of the conversation. He's like, it's not that you're wrong. It's just, you, I have a, I have a different perspective. I've had different yeah. experience. I'm like, yeah, I know like that's, and I think that's where, where listeners are going to really find it valuable. And, and I, you know, one thing I've wanted to do on this show forever was I've wanted to get out of only talking about indie publishing and like, cause the traditional thing, a, a lot of indies like put their nose up to it, but it's like, no, it's a real option. And there are actually, there are a lot of values to being, having an agent and, and shopping books. Cause like, as you and I've said, it's not an all in, it can be a book by book decision. It doesn't have to be like, I'm either traditionally published or as you like to say, I'm either pursuing traditional publishing or I am publishing indie. Like, and, and I'm so fascinated with that world and trying to get my foot in the door there that like, I just, I'm really excited about the conversation, like selfishly for me, like I'm excited about the conversations I'm be able to have with someone who is doing it on a very high level. I mean, like a very, very, I mean, again, we're talking, he's co-writing with James Patterson. He wrote an official sequel to Dracula with a descendant of Bram Stoke. I mean, there's like a lot of really cool experiences that JD has. Um, and, and I think it'll, it'll make our, it'll just bring a huge breath of fresh air to our conversations and he won't have to yell at us anymore in his kitchen. So <laughs> he can just be in the conversation. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we're really excited about it. Uh, it, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna really focus us, I think. And, you know, the topic-based conversations, because they're only going to be 12 of them a year, as opposed to, you know, 52, I think that makes a difference for us as far as planning and, and, and being choosy about what, what we talk about. And as we've said before, we have never been the flag-waving indie podcast. Like that, that we have never been that. We, we're more opportunistic. We've always said like, we consider everything. And, um, and that's fine. Like, and I'm not, I'm not um, disparaging podcasts that are strictly targeted at indies, but that's never, we, we've never been like screw trad prob. Like that's just not, you know, that hasn't been us. And so I think it, it's a it's a natural evolution for both of us uh, to kind of kind of move in this direction, and I, I can tell you um, behind the scenes, like the the Writers Inc. listenership is the fastest growing podcast that I've that I've ever had. Like it's those numbers have have doubled twice in in a year already. So, and I don't want to assume. Also, I guess as we kind of wrap up this conversation, like I don't want to assume that everyone who listens to this show listens to that show and knows what it is. So, uh, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, the Writers Inc. is you can listen to it where all pod wherever you, where you listen to this podcast now, and it's Writers Inc. I N K, not I N C. It's I N K. A little play on words there, and that show uh, hits podcast feeds on Mondays. So, uh, yeah, so definitely. And if you haven't been listening to that podcast, there are some fantastic interviews on there. Like just, uh, I'm not going to say what's on there because I'll say one you haven't posted yet. Cause I know <laughs> a lot of the ones in the future I've already messed that up before. So, but just go scroll through and you're going to recognize the names, believe me, that of people that Jay has talked to. Um, and, uh, and, and him and JD have had some really good conversations on there, of course. So, uh, definitely check out writers Inc. And like I said, it hits podcast feeds every Monday and soon you're going to hear my voice on that show. Some, so, yeah. So hopefully, uh, hopefully we did it justice. We, like you said, we, we put it intentionally put it in the housekeeping front end of this episode, but, uh, 
you know, we didn't want to be a teaser or anything and just kind of wanted to get it out there and, and say it and, and not shortchange it. So I know uh, apologies for those of you who are like, okay, get to the topic already, but we wanted to just be very thorough and transparent about what's happening and, and give a really full explanation as opposed to just teasing you throughout the month of October. Absolutely. All right. Well, I think we got everything out of the way there. So um, let's go ahead. We do have a way this week, but before we jump into that, we want to remind you about patreon.com slash the career author, where for as little as a dollar a month, you could support this show and you'll gain access to our monthly bonus episode as well as so much more. And of course, when it flips over to Writers Inc., you'll just be joining us over there. So uh, you can become a patron of the show by visiting patreon.com slash the career author. And uh, Jay, you have a way for us this week. I do. This is uh, came via announcement, and some of you may have seen it through uh, your KDP notifications or emails. But Kindle Create uh, came out with, uh, I don't know if it's a new version or improved version, or Amazon came out with an improved version of Kindle Create. This is the software you can download for PC or Mac that allows you to format books. So we've had conversations about book formatting. Uh, in fact, very recently we've had these conversations. Here's the thing with Kindle Create. What they've now done is they've wrapped uh, print-on-demand formatting into this tool. So if you, uh, if you are using Kindle Create to create the Mobi file for KDP, in the same program, you can output uh, print-on-demand uh, uh, as well, which is... Uh, which is fantastic. I mean, that's a game changer, especially if you're in, in if you're using just Amazon, this would literally be the only tool you would need. And, uh, and it's Amazon. So you have to know that there's not going to be sort of any hanky formatting back and forth because it's their tool. Now, the downside obviously is it's only going to output Mobi. So it's not going to, it's not going to create your EPUBs for, for their, for competing marketplaces. Uh, but the, but if you want to use Kindle create for your Kindle and paperback version inside of KDP, 100% free tool by Amazon. And there'll be a link in the show notes if you haven't checked it out yet. Yeah, and it's generally pretty easy to make an EPUB out of a Mobi if you need to. Yeah. So, um, but if you're just publishing to Amazon, then it's not going to be an issue at all unless you need an EPUB later for something else. And so. I mean, now, like literally, if you had, you, you could go from a, a Word document uh, into Kindle Create and you could have your files uh, for Amazon. Good stuff. All right, so... Let's jump into our topic and talk about the golden age of publishing. <laughs> Jay, I thought the golden age of independent publishing was over. Well, well I thought the Kindle Gold Rush yeah. was in like 2011. Yeah, the Kindle Gold Rush. What the hell Rush. are you talking about? Right. Uh, well, you know, this is going to be more of a of a conversation, and I felt like um, I felt like you know. There's still a we're still in a window of of the golden age, <laughs> and and uh, I said at the top of the show that I wanted to take more of a historical perspective on this, you know, like you said, we've only this has only been around for ten years. There are uh, those of you who are listening. This is probably not news to you. You've probably been reading on Kindle or or publishing on KDP for a while, and and you think everyone knows about it. Uh, but this is a reminder that there are large segments of the population who have no idea what KDP is. There are large, there are entire countries in the world where people haven't even started reading eBooks yet. Uh, so even though yes, it's we've been in it for ten years, which feels like a, a long time in our lifetime, and 
Yeah, and, and yes, we've been doing this and you're listening to all the writing podcasts and this, this sounds like everybody knows about all this stuff. We are still a small, small sliver of the population. And that's why I think it's the golden age of independent publishing. I, I don't think it's even come close to hitting the masses and it certainly hasn't, hasn't done so globally. Uh, so I, I think, you know, despite uh, my thoughts on AI and say 10 to 15 years out, I think right now, um, it's it's a great time to either be it or or get started uh, to be in it or or get started uh, independently publishing. It is um, the window won't be there forever. Uh, in fact, Seth Godin t uh, talks about this a bit on on Akimbo. It comes up from time to time about uh, you know now is a good time, um, but it, it won't be here here forever. And and things change and as they should. Uh, so w when we say now, I'm looking at the five to ten year window. I think this is a good time to get started or be in it. I think that we're so entrenched in it too. You know, you mentioned that a lot of people in other countries aren't even reading eBooks or a lot of people don't even know what it is. I think that's an important thing to remember because I think a lot of readers don't know there's a difference. Right. I think there's a lot of readers who don't aren't so entrenched in this where they understand that there is a thing as self-publishing or independent books. So when they're shopping on Amazon, this is why we always talk about, you know, that you need to be, you need to make sure your book is a professional product because a lot of people just don't even know the difference, you know? So, uh, I, I think that's really an important thing to, to remember for sure. Yeah. I hadn't even thought about that. That's a good point. Like if you're used to purchasing trade paperbacks, like, you know, you, you go and you buy Patterson or Kuntz at the bookstore and then you you're shopping on Amazon and you unbeknowingly uh, stumble upon an indie title and it's got a crappy ass cover and uh, hasn't been edited. And you're like, what the hell is this? Like I, I spend money on quality. This is not quality. That, that's a good point. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So there, there are a few things that I think contribute to, to this, this golden age. And uh, despite my concerns about AI, I think there's more access to, and there's better technology than ever before. So if you take a look at what's happening with 5G, you take a look at what's happening with global Wi-Fi access and broadband, uh, we're just at the very beginning stages of, of this global digital revolution where uh, people, consumers, and creators have access to technology that uh, was unthinkable. I mean, again, I'm slightly older than you, but I remember in high school, we had pen pals and uh, we well, had, had pen pals oh, did in you? high school, a little, little younger than that, All right. like, like grade school. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I, I remember my French class, we had pen pals in France and we had, and we had to write on paper and we had to have the special um, airmail paper and envelopes. They were like a, a lightweight blue color um, with little airmail insignia on them. And it, and we would write them and it would take, you know, a week or two to get there. And then it would be a week or two back. And like, that's in my lifetime, you know, and like, and you look at what's happening with with technology around um, video conferencing, um, publishing, uh, the devices that people have now, the ubiquity of of cell phones and the ability to read on those, like that. It, there's never been a time where the technology has been more powerful and accessible to so many people. Yeah, I mean, I I just think back to. Um, you know, as a creator, like thinking back to when I was even just in high school and starting my first bands and like the idea of actually being able to record music was, was crazy to think about that, to think about, oh my gosh, like 
I have to go to a professional studio, a big studio and pay somebody thousands of dollars to record something. And you look now and you can go down to music to guitar center and spend like a thousand bucks and maybe even less, you know, and, and be recording music <laughs> at your house. You know, it's uh, you look at, you know, of course, like we're in, you know, publishing and, you know, we're able to publish, but, uh, you know, again, looking at music, like musicians can create fairly inexpensively and make stuff sound good and get it out there to the world and sell it and happy we hear the music video games. I mean, I think about like when I was a kid, you know, how, how the gaming industry was. And now, you know, if you, you can, um, you know, there, there's one, there's, there's a, there's independent, guys out there there's a guy named thomas hap who made a game called axiom verge he made the whole game himself did the whole thing did all the music and everything and that game sold like millions of copies and and that dude's a independently wealthy now from that and you know you can put games on cell phones now if you know how to code and you can get that i mean it's just it's it's amazing how things have have progressed and you know you could take that to movies and stuff as well and filmmaking and the quality of stuff you're seeing on a platform like youtube you know, and, uh, and it's, it, it just, there's a lot of opportunity out there, you know, despite what, as you said, what we've said, the future could potentially look like. Yeah. And, and, you know, we certainly wouldn't recommend it as career authors or professionals, but, uh, music, video or books you could create with your smartphone. Yeah. Not easy and not, not recommending it, but you could like, that's the access that we have to technology today. And, uh, and that's a game changer. Absolutely. So, uh, I, I dug up a, a little bit of census data for this next one. I thought this was an interesting point. Are you going to remind everybody to fill out the census now? Like, Oh, I should have done that. Like a yeah. PSA, right? Yeah, uh, they, they've been doing that around here. I've been seeing people doing that. So. Yeah. Uh, the other access we have that we that hasn't been here historically is access to masterworks. So if you think about all of the great books and literature that have been published for thousands of years, it's never been easier to read those. Um, in the history of the world, I mean, we forget, we forget what a privilege it is to be literate and to be able to read books. That is, we, we are such a small percentage of all the people who've ever walked on the earth that can do that and, and the power in that. And, and I think we lose sight of it. We, we get too myopic and, when we, and we, we forget about the power there. So in, uh, in 1877, the literacy rate, illiteracy rate in the United States was 20%. So uh, that means one out of five people couldn't read in 1877. In 1976, illiteracy in the U.S. was at 0.6%. That was in 1976. I would imagine now it's got to be even, even lower, meaning more people in this country know how to read than ever before. So not only does that mean you have... Uh, access to books in libraries and platforms like Kindle and, and Kobo uh, and Barnes and Noble. Uh, but you have an audience now. You have millions of people who are want to consume stories, specifically reading. We're talking about uh, illiteracy here. And, uh, and I think, again, historically, we, we obviously don't have data, you know, going back a thousand years, but, you know, thousand couple thousand years ago it was the, the the aristocracy or the wealthy elite who were the only people who could read i mean that was it and and reading wasn't even a thing for for, for you know 98 percent of the people who lived on the planet yeah and i think this is something we take for granted you know like and so i'm glad you brought it up here 
Um, and it's crazy just to see that number. I mean, in a in a hundred years to see the illiteracy rate go down like that is just, is, is incredible, you know? So, and like you said, even now it's probably even lower now, you know, I'm sure that the percentage of people who can't write their books in cursive has gone up, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, yeah, that's, that's definitely, I mean, there's definitely an audience out there, you know, and, and, um, Unfortunately, I'm sure people don't read as much as they used to because of all the other distractions we have. But there's still a ton of readers out there and people who love to read books, as we know. Yes, so. yes. Uh, this next one, we're not going to uh, get into it deeply because we did that last episode. Uh, but it's it's cheaper than ever before. Uh, you know, whether whether you you get Aunt Sally to do your edit your manuscript for a batch of cookies or whether you're paying for a professional editor either way the price of publishing is his uh, at a historic low i mean what it takes to publish something quote unquote publish something is is virtually zero compared to what it was uh in gutenberg's time or, or, or even before so uh if you don't have a ton of money or you you have a, a small budget it doesn't mean you're you're left out well let's look at that from the other end too because you can also make the argument that it's cheaper for to consume it true and and easier you know now obviously i know someone's and, and they're right like we've always, we've had libraries so obviously a library is a really cheap way to get books because you can just go to the library but you know um but there's just now there's more you can just you don't even have to go to the library you can just well, get on your phone and you and know? yeah and as great as libraries are and we're huge fans of them we have to we have to remember that there are large segments of the population who can't get to a library or physically unable to get to a library um, don't have one near them uh, and, uh, and especially so th now too yeah the libraries is very difficult yeah, yeah so I, I think that's that's true yep yeah. Um, now, you know, it, it's a golden age because we have more diverse voices and stories to tell and consume. Uh, and, and I think this is, this is a good thing for everybody. Uh, it's not, publishing is, is no longer just, you know, rich old white men doing it. And I think the fact that we're getting, uh, more voices and more stories and more perspectives is just a win for everybody. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you think about, um, you know, of course, their publishers are still out there like looking for certain things. And we've seen um, they can get really niche, you know, with cultural stuff and, and you know, and all that, that they're looking for. But, um, you know, we don't have those gatekeepers anymore. You don't have to worry about that because you can tell any story you want and put it out there. And um, which, as you say, is great because we're getting stories from, you know, all different uh, walks of life. Yes. You know, because because people have different experiences based on, you know, um, the, where they're from, what color they are, what their sexual orientation is, like different things that happen in their lives. And like all the everyone now has the opportunity to put that in the pool. And as you said, it's better for all of us because we can learn about other experiences from other people. Yeah, it's no longer a group of 20 or 50 privileged people in high rise offices in New York City making the decisions about what becomes a book and what doesn't. That's no longer the case. So, uh, you know, that is certainly one model, but uh, but they are not the only gatekeepers anymore. And I and I think that's a uh, that's great for everybody. Um, I think too, we're in. Uh, it's a golden age because there's now a micro niche versus a mass market. Uh, so at, at you know 10, 15, 20 years ago, all you had was the mass market. You had to write 
to the middle. You had to write to please the most amount of people because publishing is a business and uh, they don't they don't make money unless they they move paper to bookstores. And so you you had to write it was the same way television was when you only had three channels. If you look at the sitcoms of the 70s and 80s, they might be entertaining, but they're they're aimed squarely at the middle. There's nothing edgy about any of the network sitcoms uh, f- from those decades because it was a mass market. But now we are in the we are in a time of the micro niche. You could make a living off of a few hundred people who like to read a very specific type of story that you tell, and and that has never that's never been the case. And, uh, and what an opportunity that is. I mean, you have to find that. You have to find what your niche is and you have, to, you have to be able to create quality stories for those people. But if you can do that, you don't need the mass market to make a living anymore. And we've seen it happen. I mean, yep. you, know, you look at you know, the, the explosion of uh, like military sci-fi and space opera a few years ago. You know, I mean, a traditional publishing wasn't publishing any of that stuff. They didn't see that market. And then it came out of nowhere and... I mean, there's authors making six figures publishing that stuff, you know, on their own. And then you look at something like Lit RPG. I was like going to say Lit RPG, RPG, yeah. Lit RPG probably, like publishers were never going to bring that up. Like that was created by um, by people in the in the indie community, you know, and they found pe- that people would love that type of book and and, and created it. So, I mean, it's, it's yeah, I mean, if you, it, it's great for the reader because you can niche down so far to exactly what you're looking for and you can pretty much always find something you know yeah yeah so that that's very encouraging i mean it's it's scary for for some because some people want those containers to to be placed into but if that if that doesn't bother you wow what what a great time i mean to not have to worry about what the rest of the world wants and just serve a, a small slice of people well that sounded um pretty gross <laughs> slice of people. I don't know what I meant by that. Uh, (laughs) Niche market of people who will get that. Yeah. Yeah. Horror, horror fans. Um, All right. So I I guess sort of the, the last one, and this is a bit more esoteric and I know there are going to be some people who are going to bristle at this. And I I don't mean this um, uh, at the micro level. I mean, at the macro level, I think we've never as a culture or society had more leisure time than we do now. Uh, we, we, we now have much more time to read, write. Now, unfortunately, some people might check their, uh, their stats on their iPhone and find out that they're spending all that time on social media or on their phone. But those are usually the people too, who will say I'm too busy to read yes. too much going. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I don't like, I, I, I recognize that. And I, I recognize there's some people who have, uh, extremely hectic lives and, and legitimately don't have any leisure time whatsoever. Uh, but I feel like if, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably in the group of people who do have leisure time. And, uh, and again, historically speaking, like, you know, my, my great grandparents were working, you know, 80, hundred hours a week in the steel mills, seven days a week, all year round. Like they didn't, there was no such thing as vacation or workers rights or, or any of that, or in, or in the Western Pennsylvania coal mines. Like, you know, there are, there are guys, mostly guys, who spent, you know, 12, 14, 15 hours a day under the earth. Like, um, and, and there are still people who work that way. Again, I'm, I'm recognizing that, but I think generally speaking, uh, it's a golden age because people have time to consume entertainment in a way that they didn't have before. 
Yeah, I could go down a whole rabbit hole and rant with this, so I'm just going to agree okay. with you <laughs> and say, yeah, I, I definitely agree. <laughs> <laughs> what, you mean go down a rabbit hole and rant uh, disagreeing with me or agreeing? No, agreeing with uh, you. Okay, okay. It's like the the whole, I think maybe you even said on the podcast before, what is it that you say people wear I'm busy as like a badge of honor yeah. now? And it's like, yeah, I, I that's all I need to say. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So I think, you know, uh, in conclusion, I, I do believe for those reasons that it is still the golden age of independent publishing. Uh, it, things are not always going to stay this way. They won't stay this way. I mean, if that's one thing 2020 has taught us is that uh, uh, what we consider bedrock foundations of our society uh, are, are not. Um, uh, so, th so there's no guarantee that this is going to be the same in a year or two or 10. But I, I think right now uh, it, it's favorable it's a great time to, to be a creator. It's a great time to be a consumer. Uh, I think, side note, it's also probably the golden age of serialized uh, television. Uh, if you look at what's happening on, on Netflix and Hulu and Amazon Prime, uh, and I think the corollary there is, is the same for independent publishing. So if, if you've been listening because you just think we're super handsome and charming, but you haven't published anything, uh, get to it. Start. Um, start now. Like there, there's... Uh, what's the old uh, Chinese proverb? The best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago or today. So go ahead and plant your tree today because uh, it's, it's a great time to do it. You know, this whole episode, you just blew Marianne's mind. I just know it. <laughs> she was getting on you for being so pessimistic and trying to pick anything out. And now she's going to be like, Oh, wait a minute. Now you're on the very opposite end of this. <laughs> well, so, yeah, I'm, I'm a, I'm a walking contradiction, I guess. Well, uh, good thing for Marianne, we have a really good place that she can go and ask a question and join the conversation. Of course, we have a question of the week. So uh, what question, Jay, would you ask Marianne and all our other awesome listeners, listeners this week? I would love to know if they think if we are in the golden age of independent publishing, why or why not? Uh, you know, is, is this the time? And if you want to answer that question and join that conversation, just head on over to thecareerauthor.com and navigate to the little episodes tab at the top and go to episode 147 and uh, we'll be in the conversation over there. And uh, also just a reminder to consider join us over at patreon.com slash the career author. You get a bunch of great content over there uh, and you can get in on that for as little as $1 a month. Three story method is available. That of course is our book that helps you take your idea from, or your book from idea to draft um, and that is available where everywhere books are sold online, not necessarily in stores, but Hey, you shouldn't be going to a bookstore anyway right now. Right. So, uh, <laughs> so check that out. Um, and, uh, it's available in ebook, e audiobook, paperback, and hardcover. And, uh, also if you like what you're hearing here on the show, tell your friends about it. Tell them about the career author. I guess tell them about writers Inc. <laughs> that might even be a better idea. <laughs> yeah, don't tell them about this podcast. No, screw this podcast. This podcast sucks. This piece of shit. This piece of fucking shit. <laughs> Getting rid of this. So, um, <laughs> so I got to go to your podcast, do one a month. So I got all that leisure time now. Oh, there you so, go. Yeah. You'll be reading more books now or writing them. Or playing video games. I don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. But yeah, so uh, definitely check out, d d tell your friends about, uh, I guess, both shows. And uh, with that, we'll see you guys next week. See you later.